Lachi. Hi, Katie. <laughs> How are you? I'm good, thanks. What about you? Yeah, I'm good. Same shit, different day. I feel yeah, like we've already good. had the... Um, Hi, how are you? Intro- oh, COVID. Yeah, really bad in like <laughs> lockdown. <laughs> yeah, I can just end, please. I want to go to a pub, but yeah. Yeah, so for those of you listening, Letty's been crying about how she can't go to the pub, how she can't go back home, how she literally cannot do anything like first world millennial problems, like <laughs> go to the beach and have a cold drink. I don't know, like just, yeah, it's okay. So Letty, thanks for coming on my show. Um, do you want to tell the audience a little bit about like where you're from, kind of how you grew up and what your culture is? Okay. Thanks, Katie, for having me. I was very excited since I listened to the first episode. I was really excited about this whole thing. I was like, please invite me. Anyway, um, so I am Leticia. I'm from Brazil. So I'm from a city uh, called Recife, which is in the northeast of Brazil. So we are right by the coast. Uh, so it's very pretty, um, very sunny all day. We don't have winter. Like, <laughs> I think the lowest temperature is about 24 degrees. 24 degrees, there are people wearing jackets. So you can imagine how I struggled here. So, yeah. <laughs> and um, as you were saying uh, before, I'm probably first gen because um, no one in my family has ever lived abroad so i am the first one basically <laughs> so i am the first one to live in england just to add she's not the first one in her family <laughs> <laughs> yeah but the first one to live abroad in england um and one thing i joke about uh with my family and friends is that i am finally the cousin who lives abroad and and um yes. all my cousins Exactly. So you're like, that cousin um, that everyone thinks is super loaded because they live in like a Western country, exactly. and then when you go back, you have to take a million gifts worth like your entire salary for the month. Why do I'm you do that so, to us? I'm actually some like sometimes I'm actually impressed how um, Indian um, culture and Brazilian it's it's not very similar, but there are some aspects in terms uh, like we socialize with our family and friends that's very common and then that's one thing like i'm so glad you can relate because my mom actually makes a list of things i have to bring home for christmas and it's like for everyone in the family and i'm just like i don't have money for all of this i don't know if your mom is anything like mine but my mom sends like two lists so she'll send like a list of vitamins and like random medications that you cannot get. You know, so my parents live in Australia. They can't get over there because they like the Tesco brand better or whatever <laughs> they say. And then the other thing is like random chocolates. So it'll be like Terry's or Frere Rocher, which I know you can get anywhere in the world, but they want it from England. It doesn't make a difference. Okay. Oh yeah. It's the same. Uh, well, for me, my mom actually sends all the medicines like to me. Well, she puts in my uh, suitcase when I'm home and then I'm basically loaded. I have an entire drawer full of like medication that I brought from Brazil because uh, <laughs> she, she like organized everything to me and then um, chocolate. Yeah. Chocolate's a thing. And then I'm pretty sure that some of my friends, you know who you are, that will be listening to this. They will ask me, they always do to bring them uh, Maltesers and uh, Minstrels, which are their favorite. Yes, Maltesers, you can't get those abroad. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah, well, I don't think you get any Cadbury or Galaxy brand in Brazil. 
Re- no, surely in like Rio, they must. Oh yeah, maybe. But <laughs> my reality is like very different. <laughs> um, you make it sound like you're from some village. So wait, <laughs> where did you say you're from? So you call it Hesife? How do you say it? Yeah, Hesife. Hesife. Oh yeah, so because it's spelled so it's spelled like Rikaif, which is how I've been saying it the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I am so stupid. Letty went to Brazil like mo- over Christmas, over Christmas, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, she'd been tagging her pics, and I was like, "Oh, Rakaif looks good at this time of year." I'm so fucking stupid, guys. I, Go ahead, I'm me. actually, I'm actually really upset. There's no call Rakaif because that's a <laughs> kind of like fancy name. No, there's it's no, how there's, uh, there's no connotations on any of the letters. It's just Rakaif. Like if you are not. <laughs> Portuguese speaking. How are you supposed yeah, to know you it's know. Yeah. Um, so one thing that I always tell my friends, uh, like Rio, for example, Rio is the English uh, pronunciation, but it's actually pronounced Rio de Janeiro. Um, and That's the so reason sexy. is that <laughs> the reason is that we every word that um, begins with the R, it has a H sound in English. Okay. You know? So that's how we do it. But then if the R is in the middle of the word, it just has a normal R sound. It's very, it's very like complicated stuff. Like I'm I don't think you, it is, but I think because I'm bilingual, it makes sense to me. So it's like R at the start, it's a H, and the R in the middle, it's a R. Like, yeah, yeah, fine. Go simple you. as that. Simple, <laughs> simple. <laughs> okay, so you grew up in Hesife. And yes. how, so you were, you were born there? Yes, I was born. And you're... Born and bread. Born and bread. <laughs> You're not a horse, Letty. <laughs> okay. What about? No, I'm joking because I know that's an expression. Um. What about your parents? Are they both from Hesife as well? Yes, they're both from Hesife. And then one thing about my family is that so I consider myself well Brazilian. Well, pretty much 100% Brazilian. But my family is actually half Peruvian. So um, my granddad. <laughs> <laughs> my <I'm> granddad <laughs> it's actually so cool because um i love the culture and then i grew up in well as you know like brazilians have big families and then we we have we, we are pretty close uh even though we have the, the normal uh family drama like everyone else uh we are close and then i was really i'm i've still am really close with everyone um, from that side of the family so but then my granddad was born there and then they moved to Hesifi when they were really young but then my dad was born in Hesifi so I'm pretty much uh Brazilian right but then um I can say well my dad is kind of like half Peruvian but I mean we've never been to Peru which is a real shame um but then we have plans to go there uh, in the future given that COVID uh, gives up um just I mean, on yeah. your just on your dad um does he consider himself half peruvian so like when he's talking about himself he's like oh i'm half peruvian i don't think so i don't think he says that he's half peruvian i think it's more because he grew up there and then he's never been there um, um one of his one of his sisters um she's been there i think twice to visit um uh, because i think we still have some um um relatives there well i don't really know it must be like a really really like old aunt or something but then um none of the other uh, brothers or sisters have been there um and then i don't know i think it's like um well going into 
I don't know, going too deep in this uh, topic, it's more like there is this kind of um, mindset in Brazil that it's better to travel to Europe or to the US than to travel in South America. And I think it's a shame. Like I grew up like that. I was never interested. Not going to say that I wasn't never interested in traveling South America, but then it was more appealing to me to go to the US or Europe than travel in my own like continent, which is a shame. Um, I wish I could, I had done that sooner, but I mean, I have plans and now I have opportunity to go. So, But I actually think, you know what, you're up, the way that you've been brought to and taught that is there's nothing wrong with it because I feel like it's the same anywhere in the world. So if we take India as an example, just because I'm from there, Brazil, it's so big and it's so diverse that I know for a fact, many of my other Brazilian friends, um, shout out to Liz, by the way, um, many of my other Brazilian friends, they literally travel. I mean, like a lot of middle-class people just travel in Brazil them as a holiday. So like, mm. If you're from the central of Brazil or like North Brazil, then going to South is like a holiday or like going to the city is a holiday. And even in India, it's the same because India is so diverse and like has the mountains to the beaches. It has like, it has hill stations and like rainforests. There's everything you could ever want in a country. So like, you know how as British, we think, oh my God, I just want like a really hot beach and 40 degrees and like elephants. Like, Indians grow up and have, they can go to the other side of the country and have that. Yeah, exactly. And it's the same with them. Like they'll never want to explore. Well, not to sound ignorant, but like a lot of them will never explore like Sri Lanka or like Nepal or um, I'm trying to think what other kind of tourists, like Malaysia and things like that, even though it's so close in periphery because Europe and US always sounds more Western. And I feel like for a lot of Latin Americans, it's exactly the same. Like why, why go to Latin America when I can go to Los Angeles? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think the other thing is, it's funny because so many people be like, oh my God, I'd love to do my gap year, like in Brazil and <laughs> Peru. Like I really want to go to Colombia and like take those basic pictures at the Salt Lakes and like, you know, Copacabana. Oh my God. And it's just so funny oh when the situation is reversed. <laughs> yeah, it's just funny when the situation is reversed. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's fine to think like that, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just think it's, um, it was just a shame that when I was living there, it, it was much easier for me to travel within South America. Now it's a lot harder, but then I have plans. Well, shout out to my friend Louisa, which I hope she's going to be listening to this. So we are planning to travel to, to do our first uh, South American trip. And then it's probably going to be like um, Argentina and um, Chile, I think. That is so, so that's cool. Exciting. Well, yeah. fingers crossed it works out and fingers crossed you get to actually go home and back to Latin America very time soon because I know you were meant <sighs> to go next month, right? <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm so upset that I'm going to miss. So I was telling you about the holiday, right? So the holiday is called uh, San Juan, which is like, it's a festival that we celebrate the, I think it's St. John's Saint. I've Googled that once in English because I always try to like see if there is something that is similar, but in, in English. And I think that's what I got it. Like it's a Christian, um, it's a Catholic, yeah. Christian Catholic festival, kind of like, yeah, it's a national holiday pretty much. Um, I was saying that we usually travel to the countryside for a few days. 
it's usually like an extended um, weekend. So we go on a Tuesday, like Thursday night and then you stay until Sunday. And it's like, I miss it so much. Like you have no idea how much I miss it. It's like, it's one of the best, well, after Carnival, of course. So it's the second best holiday. <laughs> you were making it sound like it was better than Carnival. Like when you were talking about it, in my head, I was like, is this better than Carnival? Oh, well, that, this is actually a very, like a big topic uh, in Brazil. Like people discuss about it. Which one do you prefer? Are you a Carnival person or are you a Sonic person? <laughs> If I would say like, if you're not really into big crowds, like I'm telling you like big crowds, it's not like, it's not like a gig that you go. Big crowds is like a million people on the streets. And uh, if you're not into that, then I would say San Juan is more like a thing. Okay. Um, it's more like a family. I always remember San Juan being more like a family thing or a smaller kind of like, um, parties and then you can enjoy food so everything's well around um corn so everything that we eat during san juan is like based has like a corn based or something um which is good i don't like all the food though but then it's pretty good um and then we and have what are you own... celebrating sorry to interrupt like what are you actually so you're, you're celebrating the saint the saint person yeah yeah okay yeah but you're making so, a party out of it. So what is God really thinking here, Letty? But, but then, well, everything in Brazil, the, like, trust me, everything is a reason to drink and to, that's the difference. <laughs> like, everything, everything. People, I'm pretty sure when this whole COVID-19 situation, like, ends, they will throw a party. It's going to be like an yeah, actual holiday okay. or something. Got you, got you. It's an excuse to, I've, Pretty much is an excuse to drink. And um, yeah. So you but go I, away, you go away for a couple of days and then you drink, yeah. you dance, like chill with your friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that it's a more chill holiday than carnival. Like you would go to like a countryside house and you stay with your friends and you drink a lot of wine. Um, well, in Brazil, beer is more popular, I would say. So you can, I mean, you can choose whatever you want. But then it's it tends to be colder in Brazil because it's June. Yeah, it's end of June. So it's which a southern is hemisphere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when you go to the countryside, when you leave the capital, which is Recife, you can get temperatures down to, I would say, like 15 degrees. So it is pretty chilly. Um, so it's a change of scenery, right? Like cries in British. Cries <laughs> <laughs> in British. It's pretty chilly. Okay, let's speak for yourself. I mean, yeah, I keep keep telling my friends here. Like for me, anything below seventeen, it's cold. It's like I need to be wearing trousers a and uh, a coat. Yeah, definitely. I'm not used to this. I was born in a tropical country. It's like my body's not made for this weather. <laughs> but actually, so you meant to go back next month. Hopefully, you're gonna go back for next year. I hope you. Go- I was meant to go for carnival this year, and it just did not end up happening, which sucks. Because I've been but wanting to go to Brazil for my entire life. So actually, I was gonna go to Rio, and then my other Brazilian friend. She's not a friend. She's actually my client, but like we're friends. Um, she called <laughs> Renata, but actually, she told me her real name is pronounced Renata. So that is yes. the whole broad thing. <laughs> anyway, so she's from North um, Brazil. I swear she's from Recife, but I could be making that up. I need to find out. There's um, no way. Like, I need to meet this person. She's from Recife. 
I'm going to Google whilst you're trying. But yeah, so she had basically given me so many, um, she had given me so many recommendations because I was meant to go on this whole like tour. I was meant to go like up and down, <laughs> up and you know what I mean? Like I was meant to go up along the coast and yeah, oh, it didn't okay. end up happening. That's, that's so it's, nice. it sucks. But um, my ex-boyfriend actually, we were together for a couple of years and he'd gone out there for the Olympics at the time we were together and mm-hmm. he had the best time like, I know this sounds so basic, like white bitch right now, but like he had the best time. Like he loves the people. He loved the hospitality, obviously the drinking, the, like <laughs> the drinking, the, obviously. Yeah. Um, no, it's fun. Like I do want to go. And then you grew up in Hasifi. You went to school in Hasifi. Yeah. So what age were you when you came to the, like England? Okay. So um, one thing, I don't think I've ever mentioned that to you, but then I was actually a uni um, in Hesifi, so I can experience the difference between uni in Brazil and uni here, uh, which was kind of like, I think that's where I felt it was like a cultural like shock to me, was the university um, life. But anyway, yeah, I did my <laughs> um, school there, finished high school, and then in Brazil it works out very different from the UK. So you do a national exam in the end of your final year of high school. And then, well, back then when I did, which, which was 2011, um, we still had to do individual exams for each public university. So it's not, well, there are two public universities in my city, uh, and then you can apply for those or you can go for privates. Uh, but then I got into one of the public ones and then well it's free and then you a bachelor's degree is like around five years i would say uh, that's long yeah but then that it's really long because we don't do the same things as you do here in the a levels because from what i understand is that you have those two years here that you study only for that course that you are applying yeah and yeah, then yeah. you go into uni and then you have three years but then in Brazil, it's different. You kind of study everything until the final year. And then you go into university. And then those first two years is kind of like the foundation. So okay. it works out the same, you know. But then we do graduate um, um, older, I would say, than the people here. But then, so what happened? So long story short, because I don't want to tell. Like, it's a very long story. But I tried to. I was actually thinking about like how am I going to summarize this for the podcast? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that everyone that knows me has heard this story like so many times. But okay, anyway, I'm going to put a time do. limit on you. So it's 33 <laughs> past now. You have until 35 past. You have two minutes to summarize. Go, what? go, go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh go, go. Okay, but so um, when I was when I completed those two years, um, I did a quick. Uh, six months studying abroad, uh, just English, which I did in Edinburgh, Scotland, which is like my favorite city in the whole world. And like when I came back home, um, I had the idea of going to to study abroad, like engineering, not just English. So me and my parents, we agree, okay, let's do all the tests. So I did the IELTS and everything. Um, and then, so I was going to do a government program. And then I wasn't qualified for it. But then I had already done the IELTS test, which is like, I don't know if you know, but once you pay for everything, yeah. And then it's only valid for two years. 
So okay. my parents were like, well, you've done that already. You qualify, like you have the grades, apply like by yourself. So that's what I did. So I went through the entire process like that you guys do, uh, I think. Uh, you cast. Yeah, yeah, everything, applied by myself. And then um, Sheffield was my first choice because it was like one of the top in Mackenzie back then. So I don't know. Well, so I did engineer, uh, mechanical engineering, um, which was the same course I was doing in Brazil. And then I got, I was accepted. And my initial plan was to stay for one year only. Um, but then once I accepted Sheffield and everything was like, I was sorting everything out. They sent me uh, an email saying that I could apply for scholarship. I was like, okay, let me see if I get this scholarship. Well, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt applying, right? And then the thing is, I wasn't actually selected in the first like round. And then they said, oh, you want a wedding list? And I was like, fine, I'm going to go for anyway. the scholarship. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, because I was, it was said that I was going to be here for one year if yeah. I had the scholarship or not. So the wedding list might we were like fine just go spend one year come back to brazil and then you finish your course and then it was like fine but then i end up getting the scholarship so that's yay (laughs) so that's where things change because it was everything like so quick and then we just decided that like well if you have the scholarship we can um help you to um, stay there uh with your living costs and everything and um well i graduated six months uh, later than i was supposed to if i had stayed in brazil so it's not too so bad it, it wasn't bad yeah and that's like one of the main reasons why we just just decided that i was gonna stay because in the end a uh, degree here uh it has more worth i would say than a degree well it's not really like the best word to say it, but then it's just the fact that it's you more, were graduating. it's more accredited let's use that word it's more yeah. recognized. Yeah, it's just because it's in a second language. Yeah. Um, but that's that's my story. Yeah. Did I did I make it to Yeah, you two minutes over time, but that's okay. Oh, like that was as short as you could do, and it was interesting. So basically Letty's clever. She got a scholarship. <laughs> she middle fingers up back to the people in her CP. She don't give a fuck about you guys. Like she made it now. She's in Sheffield. Anyway, also, no. you know what's funny to me as a British person is that you thought Sheffield was like the like what cracks me up is that people in Brazil like your friends and family must think that Sheffield is like for those of that haven't been must think that you're li- really like raking in the li- like high life like skyscrapers like oh you know. no they know it's not like that oh they know okay thank god because Sheffield is nothing like that yeah no fun. no but I like Sheffield and then one of my friends from home actually visited me uh when I was in Sheffield oh. and she liked it like it's very different from um where we grew up I would say like now that I'm living closer to London and then I'm used to go to London a lot more now um it's quite of a shock to me because I grew up in a very big city this city is like chaotic the traffic it's insane every day everything's far you need a car to go everywhere um and then moving to Sheffield everything was like walking distance to me so that to me is much better than being a big city but then I also like being a big so I would say like I wouldn't choose Sheffield to live like forever <laughs> but I also wouldn't choose London you know like yeah. I need to find a, a middle ground yeah 
pretty much because I like to live in a city where I can walk around, but then also that it has everything. Um, and then I feel that like, I see if we all share food, um, none of them had both, I would say so. Uh, but then it was a good change to me, I think, because, uh, well, living in England, it's whole new. Um, so let's talk world, yeah so let's just talk about that actually so how old were you when you moved to England so I think you were like 19 that was your question oh my god that was yeah question. just to bring it back <laughs> <laughs> just to bring it back Camelo. okay so basically how old were you when you came to the country no I was 21 actually so you know old. what yeah this cracks me up because i remember i was so for those of you listening we have a mutual friend which is how i know letty through Macola. shout out to Macola. and um, <laughs> when i met Macola, she is so i i'm probably around letty's age and um Macola's a couple of years younger than me and i remember when i met her and she told me about letty and she did actually very briefly mention that you'd gone to uni in brazil because we got on the conversation of your age and I was like, oh, you know, you're quite young, like you and Letty, like you have a whole life ahead of you. And she was like, bro, what are you talking about? Letty's old as shit. <laughs> like she, I paraphrase, obviously. <laughs> but I was like, what do you mean? She's so young. Like, cause you're like the year below me in uni. So I just assume, and I'm like yeah. one of the oldest in my year. So I just assumed you were like 18 or 19. And she was like, oh, no, Letty's old. I like. Wish. <laughs> and I was like, ah, that makes sense. So yeah, no, I, I do I do know that about you. So you were twenty one. That's quite late. It's like almost like you're moving for a master's, like in, in um Yeah. Cause in India people come here at you know, if you're from India and you're an international student, you come at seventeen most of the time because the way that the mm-hmm. education system works is that you finish earlier than you would here. Whereas in Brazil it seems you'd finish later than you would. Um so yeah and then you came to sheffield and like kind of what was your first year like living in the uk well you lived in edinburgh so it doesn't count but like your first year of being 21 and living in the uk well i would say edinburgh doesn't count because it was a completely different experience like i was there as a student just for english which is it was not like comparable to studying at university so i actually felt like i was 18 and i was like Bro, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but I mean, um, you acted eighteen. I did not think that you were at all. Exactly. You literally, I could tell. No, Jeffrey. Yeah, like you were living your life, girl. You do. You don't let age <laughs> define you. It's just a number. I'm just that, a cranky that was auntie. Me. Yeah. Fine. No, but then like, because I think in Brazil, we I was in that period of my life that we were going out a lot in Brazil because I mean I don't think we ever stopped like going out. Uh, but then uh, <laughs> we were at uni people were doing internships and stuff like I didn't work so it's very much like so you go to university study but then you can go out on a week uh, on the weekends but then when I came here I didn't know that people were so young like I think I was expecting people to be young because I was ending up in first year but then it was kind of like a shock to me that I joined university at the time that people were leaving like the same age that people that were living and i was just like wait what you guys don't graduate at 23 years that's what i was expecting and i was just like wow i'm well old i don't like this so i, I just didn't tell people like my age because i don't think it's like necessary yeah, if there's someone I don't asking, think it is. yeah and i would say yes but then yeah i don't think i had any problems uh with the, well most of my friends are younger than me here right 
But then, and that's the, I think that's where it's kind of interesting because I have a very big group of friends from home, which we know each other since we were like 10 and we're all the same age now. But then in here, my group of friends were much younger. And then people like, I don't think I would be friends with someone that age in Brazil, you know, just because yeah, we're yeah, not yeah. in the, that same like social like bubble or whatever. Yeah. Um, but then I had friends. Um, so Mick was uh, same age as me. I think he's like Mick. One, shout out yeah. to Mick. Oh my god, I need that man <laughs> on my podcast. But that's another day. That's for another day. <laughs> yeah, he has to be here. But then he was like pretty similar age to me. And then there was another friend of ours, um, Kylie. Uh, she was a chef in first year. She was an Erasmus student, and she was like same age as me. So uh, in that first year, I had people that were kind of like in the same mindset as me, but then also enjoying the first year life. Yeah. So I, I, like, it was fine. I had the best, like, first year. It was great. I mean, like, my experience here as, like, first year student was uh, amazing social life, but then university was very different from what I was used to in Brazil, I would say. Yeah, um, so... I just want to add, I didn't want to make this conversation about your age at all. Like, I'm not an ageist. I always get <laughs> accused by my friends that I'm an ageist because all my best friends, apart from one, are old. And even she's the same age as me. They're all older than me. And okay. um, I'm, always, I'm always being like, Kissy, we get it. You're young. Like, stop bullying us for our age. Because all my friends are, like, between 26 and, like, 30 at this point. Like, they're all just, you know, living their lives. But they act. And I, I think that's, that's where you draw the line. Because in England, I feel like the boundaries get smaller as you get older so mm -hmm. for me as a 20 almost 25 year old now like i wouldn't think twice about being friends with someone at 21 because i'm like oh they're in their 20s actually no that's yeah. pretty young see i wouldn't do that <laughs> but if it was but if it was someone who was 27 i'd be like oh we're not that far off like fine mm -hmm. it's different i think it's different for different people um but yeah no i did not want to make that conversation about your age at all but no, please do no, talk i don't mind please i don't do mind. talk about i know i know for a fact my friends are gonna listen to this and be like you dumb bitch <laughs> like you can't not bully someone about their age huh but like i promise <laughs> that was not the intent but talk about please do talk about like your university experience so you mentioned you had a great time socially but uni was not like that at all um so well bringing back the age topic again i think first like in after the first six months which is when like you kind of like get it starting study and everything getting the hang of it and then so it kind of hit me that was just like well I am 21 I'm literally starting university again so it was just like it was that realization that I was just like damn am I wasting two years of my life being here but then I remember that like even I call my parents and I'm just like, no, I don't think I can do it. I think I'm just going to spend one year here like I can. This is too different and people are very different here. And then I was like freaking out. But then after that, it was fine. So it's that re realization that you are old and then you think like, oh, I'm going to graduate by, well, by 24, I'm still going to be my first job and people will probably be like leaving grads leaving their grad scheme to become like, I don't know, seniors or whatever they become. <laughs> so young. So seniors. But, so. <laughs> but then I think that was the first thing. But then that thing I couldn't help, right? Because if I went back home, 
I was going to graduate at the same age anyway, and then it would be much, diff much more difficult for me to come back to the UK for work than just staying here. So I was just like, yeah, I just need to shake it off and then I'm just going to stay. Like, it doesn't really matter, like, my age in the CV. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. But then, in for, as, like, regarding people, I felt like I, don't, I didn't have any problems, like, with anyone personally. But it was just, like, a group um, behavior, I would say. Um, it's just because people here, which I think it's a cultural thing, uh, British people, they tend to be more individualist, I would say. Uh, they don't do things that, like, in groups. I mean, studying. So I came, so for you to understand, I came from a university in Brazil, which the class was 60 people. So I started studying in, in Sheffield, which is like 250 people in a class. So that was like, wow, there's like far too many people that I'm used to. And then as my class in Brazil was so small, we had our own groups, like study group, and then we were really close to each other. That was our like group of people, right? Because you saw those people every day. So you talk to everyone. And then I think that's another thing that we do, like, or maybe I do, I don't know. Because <laughs> we talk to everyone. So like we are sometimes too nice. And then that doesn't happen here, right? And it's not because people have a problem with you, but they, they, just, they just don't it's bother. It's a culture. Yeah, it's a culture. Yeah, they don't yeah. bother talking to you, like making like small talks or being your friend, whatever. It's fine. Um, so that was a thing to me because like I have friends. I had really good friends in my course. But then there wasn't like that many people in our group. But then once first year ended and second year came, uh, we started having our own group sessions like during exams. And then some uh, one of my classmates, uh, shout out Abhinav, if he listens to this, he, we actually went, end up doing the same masters after our bachelor's. So that was great. Like I made really good friends. Um, but it was very different, I would say. And then I think, as I keep, t I keep telling my friends from home, that I became who I feared the most. So I became that person that prefers work alone than in a group. Um, in terms of studying, and then you become very like, it's not selfish, but you just be like, oh, I'd rather study alone and do it myself than have someone else to like, kind of bother me or whatever. And then that's not how we are taught to do in Brazil, you know? But then as I was living here, you kind of have to adapt, adapt to. And it's bad because like, I didn't have many Brazilian friends here. Like I know one or two people, like especially at uni. So it's very difficult. Like whatever I still have from my um, culture and then like my, the way I am and the way I socialize is because I'm in touch with people in Brazil. Even though like I don't live, here like i haven't been living here for that long but then it is very difficult to keep like that day-to-day -day life being like from a different culture and living here because some things that it's just like the way you act with people and then it's a shame i keep saying that like i need to go back home to bring back my brazilian roots because i think i'm losing them and i don't like that what is the other thing that you say, would say gets on your nerves about like British culture? So if I was to share an anecdote, I think one thing for me is like beating around the bush. Like I'm Indian, it gets straight to the point. And I think in work, so where I work, so I work in consulting, it's very, 
everything's so diplomatically said, everything is so politically correct, everything's so diplomatic. And people will say, well, they will talk about the same shit for like five minutes just to ask a simple question of like, can you do this? And they'll be like, how was your day? Like, it make small talk, fine. Like you have to do that. But then they'll be like, <laughs> so this thing came up and like, I just thought, you know, given your experience, you'd be a really good person for it. But like, don't let me know if you don't want to do it. Like, blah, blah. And I just be like, okay, bro, do you want me to do it? Yes or no? And I think that's the one thing I despise about British culture because people are just too yes. polite. So what about you? Like, what is it for you? Exactly. I'm going to steal your... your Damn, like, you get your personality. No. <laughs> I was going to say... So you said that they're too polite. Yeah, I was probably going to say, like, Sometimes they they have their way. I don't even know how to describe it. It's just like you just know when it happens. But like they are being overly nice to you, but they don't mean it. Okay, I'm gonna put in like better words. <laughs> is that like they pretend to be like in a way, but then they're not. Like they're not real in what they're like saying to you you know what i mean genuine in yeah my, they're not genuine yeah. and then like i don't see the point of doing that and i'm just like <laughs> why are you doing that to me just be straight like straight up just tell me that you don't like like small things let's say when you ask like some about something and then you you ask like oh this is good and then the person will be like oh no um it's all right uh no it's like kind of like a meh answer and I'm just yeah. like, it's fine if you tell me it's like, it's shit. Just tell me. It sucks. <laughs> like, I don't care. I would rather tell, you told me that's like really bad. And then like, it's a feedback and then I can improve it. Then you're yeah. telling me like, oh yeah. Oh, one thing that pisses me off so much is like, oh, but at least you're trying. It's good effort. No. No. That. that's not a just, thing in my culture like i'm sure it's the same that's not a thing in our culture like i've never had a pat on the back from my dad being like well done you tried like no that was never a thing <laughs> like it was a you get 100 percent or no like i don't care oh my god like when i was in school like my mom i would bring back my grades and i'll be like oh mom yeah i got so in brazil it's like zero to ten mm-hmm. and then i'll be like oh i got nine and my mom will be like oh um so why is it ten yeah where's the extra one (laughs) excuse me (laughs) but yeah i mean it wasn't that bad when i grew up but then it was it wasn't it was strict with grades like i had to get good grades and then it was never that bad in the back as well and that's the thing like i know that's their culture and then and then that's another thing that i keep telling myself that i need to stop comparing people and the way they act to how I would expect them if I was in Brazil. That's the thing uh, that like, yeah. that's, that's where my mind at right now. Cause like, Oh, these people is behaving like this, but then that's because that's just like the way they know how to behave. So you can really blame them because that's how they grew up. And then as you were saying, like at work, I also work in consulting and then it's like, I think I started feeling the difference now that I work a lot more than when I was in university because university you find a group of friends and then you stick to them and then you used to them. That's it. But then at work you just you socialize with like 
all sorts of people. So people you wouldn't necessarily where... go out of your way to see or meet exactly. or like spend time with, exactly. but it's almost like they're there. So you think in your head, they're not half bad. Like I have to chill with someone, but you know what? <laughs> Let's see. It's a very, it's a very dangerous mindset. And I think I'm probably going to get, I mean, I can't really talk about like my work too much, but I think for me, I have a really close set of friends now at work. I've, been, I've worked at my farm for three years. Like I know who my best friends are and they're the kind of people that I would invite to my wedding that I, I know I'd be friends with outside of work, like blah, blah, blah. And then there's like the friends who I like kind of don't like, but I have them like around me because they're okay. But I always think to myself, like if I met you at a party, I wouldn't have a fucking second look at you. Like you bore me. You're so boring. Like, you're not my kind of person. You're so controversial. Oh you're racist. God. You're ignorant. Like all these things. In uh, my head. So now God. I've just fully stopped cooperating with the socials. And I've been like, I don't owe you shit. Like I'll work with you and that's it. So never yeah. ever feel like we're, we're, we have too little of our life left to like half-heartedly be friends with people. No, like, that's, that, that's not what I'm saying. Like, that's not like, oh, I'm going to be friends with that person because I have to. No, like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be polite with you and then we're going to have a relationship, whatever sort that relationship is. But then, exactly, like, I feel the same way. Like, I wouldn't put my, I don't know, I wouldn't put effort in making, like, a friendship or, like, being, like, a really good friend or whatever. Yeah. But then... Yeah, I think that's well, that's pretty much what bothers me. Um, it's just because they're not genuine or, as you said, they're too polite. <laughs> too polite. Let's talk a little bit about um, kind of what's the worst experience. And you may have not had one, so I may be preempting the question. What's kind of the worst experience or like one common con- like misconception that people get about you and your culture? And like the mm-hmm. one thing... So if I, if I had to give you an example, a couple of people have been like, oh, everyone thinks I like a certain type of food or like my parents do this sort of thing or I'm into this because of X, Y, Z. So like, obviously, Jennifer in, you know, she's from Latin America. She talks about, I'm Colombian, everyone thinks I sell drugs. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, stupid things like that. So like, for you, what is it that you most get annoyed about? Um, I think... The typical question would be the, oh, so do you speak Spanish? (laughs) Brazilians have it so easy. Do you speak Spanish? Like Colombia's out here like, hey, can can you sell me some Coke? And then you're (laughs) out here like, hola, hablo espanol. And you're like, no, bitch. (laughs) Oh, I've had some people start talking to me in Spanish that are just like, uh, I'm sorry, but I cannot understand. Like, well, I do understand, but I don't know how to speak. Anyway, yeah. yeah, I think that's uh, that's the typical one I get, and then some of the other ones is just like, oh, why are you white if you're from Brazil? Do you want to talk about that actually? Because you are white, <laughs> you're white, right? So, like, <laughs> tell me, tell me, explain. You can't just ask people why they're white, but like, I'm asking you. <laughs> Go. Tell Th- that's me. like. Anyway, when they ask me, when some people have brought this. Uh, question up i was just like you know that you can really go around asking these two people right (laughs) (laughs) anyway um yeah uh so brazil it's half more than half um more than half the population brazil it's uh black people but um we have yeah everything i'm gonna say like it's very complicated in terms of 
because Brazil has the image that's very um, diverse, right? So like you expect people to be all sorts of uh, like body types, uh, our how we look, uh, like our skin color, but then we have a very big population of white people. Uh, it is, I believe, I don't know if I'm, if that's right, but I would still think it's kind of like a minority. If you put those like more than 50% being black, and then we also have the indigenous uh, population, uh, but then the white people comes after that. And then, but then it's sort of ways, it's just like how, it's the main image of Brazil because like if you go, you would see like white people everywhere. Well, 10 people. Um, and then there is also the mixed race ones, which is you can be uh, the indigenous and the white or you can be black and white. Um, and then uh, one interesting thing about Brazil that I didn't know other cultures didn't do it. Um, but then we actually have our race in our birth certificate. Oh. So when we were born, yeah, it was a shock to me that I didn't know that other countries didn't do it. Uh, but then, yeah, so in our birth case, it says that like uh, race, uh, and then it says uh, white um, to me. But then that's mainly because my family is white. But then, as I told you, half so my dad's family, his dad is Peruvian, which they are considered. Um, I think my family is actually considered indigenous, so it has some traces of uh, the population from Peru. And uh, my mom's family, her grandma, was from uh, indigenous tribe as well. Um, but then it's like, we are white, but then if you see, like, if you see my mom or like her brother, you can tell that they are, they have that difference in that uh skin like an iberian sort of feel like i don't yeah. want to use iberia because I, that's a very misquoted region but uh it's sort of like they have a little bit of color to them sort of thing <laughs> um about other countries in uh, Latin, uh south america but i know in brazil uh there is um a lot of um problems i would say with um representativity in the in the black uh community and it's just because uh well i hope i don't put myself like in a sticky situation here but then there is i don't know if you've seen lots of uh movies that are set in brazil or i don't know if you've ever have you watched uh, city of god nope no okay um if you've seen any movies that kind of show favelas, uh, even like um, oh yeah, yeah, I get I get the point you're trying to make. So yeah. you will see that the way that they show Brazil in that set, which is like favelas, they will show people that are black, not yeah. white people. My like, white people are represented as the rich ones, which is pretty much what happens in that. Um, but then. As you said, we have we had lots of problems in the past with uh, colonization and then the slavery. Uh, recently, it was actually uh, celebrated um, 130. Oh my God, I don't even know. That's a shame. But it was like a 30, 132 <laughs> years of the okay. abolition of the um, the slaves, and then that's like a big thing in Brazil. And then it's like 
I think it's a bad it's a bad thing that we do because we don't talk about it, but then we put under cover, you know, like we'd be like, yeah. oh, there are like little hints and like little things that people say that for them it's not racist, but then it it's is like micro it's like microaggressions. Yes, it's embedded in our culture, like how we say things, but then it's actually very mean and like it's degrading. So yeah. like that's the thing, like people are trying to change that. And then that also happens with the LGBT community. Uh, yeah. So, but then I don't know if you know about the current um, political situation in Brazil because of our uh, beloved president. <laughs> and um, from that, like, there is a lot of discussion uh, because Brazil is so big and there are so many types of people. But then when it comes to decisions like that, like when it comes to politics and stuff, you will see that there is the the white power if that's like yeah what yeah, I'm yeah trying to say and then since our elections in 2018 you can see that like the guy which is the the president now bolsonaro he's like we just he has a nickname of being the trump of the americas uh because that's pretty much what he is and then it's very sad because he was he only he was one person missing to uh, maybe basically vocalize everything, all the racism that people felt towards the minorities. Yeah. And then people started supporting him. People say that it's not because of that, but then it's, I don't think so. I disagree. He was there to talk about religion and then to be against um, the LGBT community and to be to be very racist towards uh, the black community. And um People just support it. And then it's just like, it's very sad to see that we have more than half of our country supporting someone that it's so, um, it's just like. Like he's an person. asshole. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. Yeah. I can just say like I'm not Brazilian. Me. They're not going to come for me. <laughs> They're not going to revoke my citizenship. I, mean, I, I ain't got I, it. <laughs> I don't really, I don't really uh, mind because uh, with this whole COVID-19, people actually disapproving his, um, people that voted yes. for him. I know. People that voted for him are saying that they wouldn't vote for him or they regret voting for him for some reason. But then we're always here to say like, you should have seen that coming. No? That's like well, everyone else. We live I'm gonna, and Yeah, for sure. I'm going to stop you there because we've jumped down a rabbit hole. But like, I'm going to pull you out the rabbit hole. And <laughs> <laughs> so, so we were talking about, um, you know, moments where you felt either prejudice or like stereotypes that you've had to kind of fight back about your personality. And you said, um, you said, you know, people ask you, why are you white? Or like, <laughs> you know, people assume that you will speak Spanish and things like that. And I can get it's annoying. If you could go back and kind of, actually, no, 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 no. Let's start that question. Let's start that question again. If you had to change one way in how you kind of educate people about Brazil and the fact that you're Brazilian and your background, your culture, your race, ethnicity, everything that comes along with it, what what would you like to do differently, or what have you started to do differently? Oh, that's a tricky question. Um, I was, I would probably say that. It's, it's very difficult for me to answer because I never had like a really bad problem. So like, I don't really have a strong opinion. And then I don't like, I'll probably, I think people just need to um, 
probably like understand more about Brazilian history. Like, I know that's like not something that people would do it, but then um, I feel that it's portrayed as such like an amazing country, uh, just beautiful for the sceneries and everything. But we have a lot of like social issues. And then I don't, I particularly don't like the romanticization of this whole poverty and um, favelas and things yeah, like that. I, yeah, I, I don't like that. And then that's one of the things that I would probably like educate people on. Because like, I get it that they see something and it's not entertaining, but they see something like intriguing on that because it's not, it's not their reality. But I don't think it's good. I don't, I don't like the way they romanticize these things. That's yeah. So you would try and dismay those. So people yeah. be like, oh my God, Brazil, like, I'm going to go to a favela. And you'd be like, no. <laughs> you'd be like, hell no, you ain't. Like, but that's, that's poverty tourism. It happens in so many countries. You know, when you get yeah, these white kids who are like going on their gap yards and they're like, I'm going to go paint a mural on a wall of school children. And what they don't realize is that they're causing so much grief to these kids who like, are never going to see their faces again. And like, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I've... I, I know what you mean about romanticizing romanticizing social issues like that. Yeah. I mean, like, I find great that they want to do something for the cause. But there are some small things that they do that's just, like, I feel that, like, they find some comfort in going there and then being, like, oh, my God, these people have nothing. I have everything. So I'm going to be grateful for what I have. So it's kind of like a comfort to them. It's like no, a self, you know, yeah. It's um, you know, have you do you watch Friends? Uh, no, but uh, it's so sad. Good. So for those of you watching, it reminds me of the episode in Friends when Phoebe tries to do something good for charity, but she can't find something that's not selfish because effectively giving to charity makes you feel good about yourself. So nothing you ever do is selfless. It's basically like that concept, right? So it's like, yeah, you go there and you feel better about your life because there's like some poor kids playing football with like, I don't know. A shit football in a field you yeah. get my point you get my point but actually there's so many questions i want to ask you and we're almost up on time we're actually very over on time but um the other question i want to ask you is have you ever felt discriminated against because of your accent because i know it's something we talked about like a while back like a really long while back about the fact oh, that you man. have an accent i'm pretty sure it was you and to me i all my friends have accents like whether i want them to not like I, I, I would say 50% of my friends here that my best friends are international students. So for me, I'm very used to accents, mm -hmm. but I remember, was it not you? Cause if it wasn't, I'm going to edit this part out. Like totally. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Okay. No, I do. I do have, um, now that I think about the accent, yeah, it would be, you asked me about like one of the things you, ex you experienced and then, so your question was, uh, if I have a problem with my accent or if it, like... No, no, why would it? you have a problem with your accent, Lexi? I mean, some I mean, people like, don't like accents, right? Like, some people change accents those and people, I'm fine. man? What's wrong with people? Like, how do you not <laughs> like accents? Like, my point is, is, have you ever been discriminated against or felt discriminated against because of your accent? Because people look at you and think, oh, white girl. And then you talk and they're like, she's not from here. What the fuck? <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I've had that. I've had that like, oh, so many times. But like, I don't know. I feel that as again, like some people have made some comments 
And then like, I always try not to think, maybe that's me just being like a, very, like a stupid, stupid, nice person <laughs> or whatever. But then like, I always try to think that people are not malicious in like these comments, because as I said, that's what they used to, right? So like, is it how they grew up with? And then like, and then you come like someone from Brazil, <laughs> which has an accent and then they're not used to. So like, of course they're gonna ask like stupid questions, but like, they're not gonna mean any harm. And then there were people that um, commented on accents. But then I would say that like, I don't particularly love my accent, but I would not change it. Like I, I could hear you not. talk for the rest of my life, like and be happy. <laughs> I want you to narrate the voice in my head, like the voice oh, that you have. So sweet. Thanks. You have such a, like but a deep, sexy voice. Like it's very. Yeah. That's what everyone tells me. But then if my my friends in Brazil are gonna hear this, and I'll be like, what the fuck? Like your voice <laughs> is not sexy. <laughs> but because I think I have a very nasal uh, voice uh, in Portuguese. Um, but like. I don't know. I feel very, I'm not going to lie. I feel very like self-conscious about my accent and like the way I pronounce some words. And then like, I try to make it better. Cause like, you know, I was Why? Learning. Why, why do you feel like, conscious? I pronounced Hesifi Rekaif an hour ago. Do you know what I mean? Like, why are you conscious oh about, <laughs> like you, you are doing amazing, sweetie. You know that meme? Like you're doing amazing, sweetie. Amazing. You are doing amazing. Like never feel like, no, I know. And I think and you're too I, nice. Let's see. I think you're too nice. Like maybe, people, gonna, you have, people are being malicious, but they are being ignorant. And you need to step it up and be like, listen, there's a thing called fucking Google. And it means people <laughs> live all over the world. Google why I, I have the yeah. accent I do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But I had like the way I pronounce some words and then people be like, oh, did you mean, do you mean that? And I was just like, you know what I fucking yes, meant. You why do. are you... Why are you trying to make me like you know like these little comments that make me really upset? And now it's just like, look, I, it's just it's hard enough for me to be here. Like English is not my first language. Uh, my brain is all the time talking to me in Portuguese, half English, and then like the uh, the way I told you about the way I pronounce the words is just because I want to have the right pronunciation. Right? I'm just not gonna go around like speaking English like how I read things because it's not how it works. Yeah. But then. There are some things that I just can't pronounce. Like, it's impossible to me how to pronounce. And then, like, it's really, it's really, it's really shit. Where, like, when you pronounce some stuff and people will look weird to you. And then, like, you know how just, like, people react when you, when you talk different than them. And I'm just like, well, I can't help it, so. I once, just to cheer you up on a happy note, I once had to give an economics presentation when I was 17 and I had to say the word deficit and every <laughs> single time I said it, it came out deficit and at the end, <laughs> the entire class looked at me like, like honestly, no one was taking me seriously. Everyone was like crying, laughing. Even the teacher was like, bro, what, like, who is this girl? But it's purely because in India, like everyone says a shh noise instead of sir, so... Mm. It's very unnatural to me to say, like, deficit. Even now, I struggle with it. I have to think twice because I, I'm, like, triggered by the deficit incident. But, um, yeah, no, I, I feel you, boo. Um, just because we are literally up on time, I usually ask all my participants to say something very beautiful in their native language or mother tongue or second language, whatever you want to call it. Um, for you, it's not second language, obviously. It's for your first. Um, so what would you like to depart the audience on? 
<laughs> oh my god, that's pressure. Like, do you want me to say like something to you in Portuguese or say whatever you want? You can give a shout out to whoever you want, say something to me, teach me something <laughs> nice, say something nice to the audience, like whatever you want. Okay, I would say I'll say something long, but I'll tell you after uh, what, what I meant. Uh, muito obrigada, uh, Kitty, por me ter aqui no podcast. Eu gostei demais, é muito fofa. E muito obrigada a todos os meus amigos de Recife que estão escutando isso. Eu amo vocês. Um. <laughs> and you said thank you kitty thanks for having me on your podcast i had so much fun i hope you can pronounce hasipi now <laughs> is that what you said <laughs> it was it was half you got it half right i said okay. thank you kitty for having me in the podcast i really like it you're too sweet um and then i i gave a shout out to my friends uh thanking them for listening and then that i love them How do you know they're listening? How awkward will it be if they if they ask them, have you listened? And they'd be like, yeah, yeah. And they don't mention the shout out. And that's how you know they didn't listen. I, I would be like, did you listen to the end? And they'll be like, oh, shit. No. <laughs> skip, no. skip the whole thing listen to the last three minutes. <laughs> I don't think I don't think all of them will uh, listen to it. I think some of them will because, uh, well, we didn't really talk about this, but um, it's not everyone that knows English uh, in Brazil. So I have a yeah. couple of friends, like a few friends that, um, well, study English and they're like, no fluently. Um, but then, yeah, I think it was, I think I forgot to tell you that I talk a lot. So I was surprised that one hour, like I knew that This one hour wouldn't be so hour. much fun. I know. I, there's so many questions <laughs> I wish I could ask you. Like, it's because we kept going down rabbit holes and like, you start talking about your oh, age and like starting to defend. <laughs> you start talking the about age. the president. I was like, this is too much. I need to get back on topic. Like the actual stuff people want to hear no, about. No, but the age, you brought the age up. So that's no, but that cracks me up because it's just the McCullough story gets to me every time. Because, <laughs> and the thing is, she's going to deny this. She's going to be like, Kitty's an exaggerator, which is what she always says. But this time, I know in my heart of hearts that I remember I paraphrased, she was like, Letty's old. And I remember thinking, because you're, you're a little bit older than me, not too well, much, she, but like a year older than me. She says that all the time. I believe you. She says that all <laughs> the time. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. She's a baby. She's actually a child. So, yeah. um, no, you are so much fun, Letty. Like, I had such a great time. And um, I'm going to say this completely wrong, but like, obrigada. <laughs> Yeah, hey, right. I got it. <laughs> my my three days in Portugal paid off three years ago. So you know, never know. I learned that's I learned two words: obrigada and um, obrigado. If you're a boy, and nata, yeah, I was gonna ask super, that. super tasty. Uh, uh, pastel. The the yeah yeah yeah. How do you call it in English? How how would you call that? Like custard, Porti Porti tart, like tart. Tart, yes, tart, yeah. Which also so means more. Yeah, we have many words. <laughs> we have many words for that. Oh, I love um, those things. I really miss it. But yeah. Um, so I'm going to ship you some. There's, there's an amazing London bakery here. I hope they're open so I can send you some. We'll see. We'll <laughs> oh, I cannot see. wait to go to London soon, but we'll see how it goes. Yay. So thank you so much again for coming. And until next time.